0: You're listening to the Antsmarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM Radio.
1: Alright gang, welcome back to the Ants.org podcast. This is Matt. With me in the studio, the home office is the one and only Joe. Uh, so if you hear any scream of female screaming going on during this episode. It is the women outside the window trying to get a glimpse of uh, his Jonas. I like how you said women. Thank you for that. Well, <laughs> you know, we are in, we are in New York here. It's quite a liberal state. <laughs> but, uh, Jake, how you doing?
2: I'm oh, doing very well. Sounds like uh, you guys saw a show there uh, last night on the 21st.
1: Yeah, we, uh, we feel pretty fortunate that we were able to be there. Um, I know a lot of people were unhappy, my family and friends included, uh, with... Last night's show, relatively, they they two nights ago. Two night, night one, yes, not, yeah, night one. Um, they seemed pretty disappointed overall. Joe and I had a good time. Um, and we met one a lot that thought it was a good time too. So,
0: it, I think it depends a lot on the, if it was your first show of the tour. You probably you still had a great time, but if you had seen some of the great shows that we've had already this tour, and maybe it didn't uh,
1: compare as well to that. But yeah. we had a blast. We we danced. It was yeah, crazy, it was a great time. So, uh, but last night definitely we. We um we're still spent. We had a feeling a few songs, you know, probably halfway into the show, we kind of looked at each other that this is something, something different that I haven't I hadn't experienced it before. This was my 37th show, and I would have to say it probably is the best I've ever seen. And when you've seen that many shows and that many different songs, to still get stuff that you hadn't seen, and get you know some old classics in a classic, a uh, uh, updated different way. It's something special. It certainly was. Yeah, I, I, my bladder looked at me. I thought <laughs> it
0: uh, two and said, "This is the best show ever because I'm in so much pain." And so, uh, I went the full three hours at having to piss. And after the show, I successfully did not piss blood. So I was, <laughs> that, that was a success also.
1: Well, I was impressed because I, I turned to Joe and said, "Yeah, I, I, I got to hit the bathroom. I, I'm waiting for that. You know, give me a. I, there's got to be some kind of song that's coming. that's going to make want to go now." And the one that I, I'm not a major fan of Jimmy thing, so it's something that I usually kind of bail, and it's a longer song, so I can have enough time to get back to my seat before the next song. Turns out that was one of the highlights of the night because of the, the what, what happened, Joe? Dave decided not to work anymore. He took, <laughs> took
0: the day No, we had a blast. The crowd was absolutely insane singing, as loud as you can imagine, louder than like when people sing a day. Um, it was quite amazing. And... Uh, the band was loving it. They were kind of like singing along all together. Tim was kind of like singing too, so which is kind of strange. And uh, but nobody was on a mic,
1: so it was great. That's what the first two verses of Jimmy thing, right? Yeah, yep, for all the verses. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then we get the text message from Jake about halfway through the show that he thinks it's the best show in eight years, and that kind of when you see people sending you messages during the show and they're not even there, yeah. and what they're seeing. And then add to that the experience of being there, which this was still—I mean, the energy, the crowd. I mean, they were just feeding off the band. It was, it was really something special, and it comes together. And you know, it's everything's subjective and based on your opinion. But um, a lot of people are talking about how special last night's show was, and we feel real lucky that we were there. You—you well,
0: you mentioned the uh, text message, and man, we were trying <laughs> to do this live so much. We had pictures of everything, video. Oh, it was insane. The networks there were just so bogged down. We couldn't get anything to go through. Occasionally, we get a text message, so that's why we were able to get some text messages up there. But uh, we wanted to put so much stuff up there, but uh, that's one of the one of the limiting factors right now with Ants Live is we're dependent on the on the
1: networks and uh, if they can do it. But absolutely amazing time. Yeah, it's something that we're hoping that most venues don't have a problem with, or at least have less of a problem. There, last night and the night before. Uh, like Joe, no pictures or videos were getting through, pretty much, and yes. you saw that there weren't a lot of pictures up on the on the site. So, um, seemingly Saratoga has more problems than most venues. With so, that kind of so
0: uh, Jake, let me ask you on the reverse side: uh, what's what's the uh, what's the what was the view of uh, the community uh, during the show, from your point uh, of view? I,
2: it seemed to me, as the, as it was along, a lot of people were making friends just going on about the amazement of the show in particular. And people were putting up saying, best show ever. And I think the first, best show of the tour, rather. Um, And somebody put one up at about 9.20. So, you know, the show was only (laughs) like four songs into it. And they were already going, wow, this is amazing. I I guess right after the number 40, which uh, it appeared to me was as close to a full band, full version of it. I guess they played for about two and a half, three minutes of it. Um, When I saw that, I said, oh, my God, this is just... This show is absolutely amazing. In fact, I, I texted one of you guys, I don't remember which one it was, but I said, you know, they can end the show with Sleep to Dream Her, and this would still be like top ten shows ever. It's just absolutely amazing. The thing that gets me is that they brought out A Dream So Real, which is a song I kind of like a little bit. I know I'm in the minority, but just that they tried something different with Dave on the piano. I think that, you know, just kind of tells you what they're willing to do for the rest of the tour.
1: Well, I was surprised. I thought for sure because I don't think I think it, up to that point we hadn't gotten a repeat yet. So I saw I thought, well, this for sure is out of my hands. Um, and Dave had some funny uh, Dave speak going on during that. Yeah, he, he sits down at the piano and. He, he was actually pretty talkative for the most of the night. He's taking lessons. Yeah, he said, "You know, I'm taking piano lessons, and I use one finger on each hand and pressing the <laughs> And then he said, uh, <laughs> "That's a know, lie. That that's that, a lie." He goes, "That's bullshit." That's <laughs> a- <laughs> so, <laughs> so then he, he keeps going on, and, and what was he talking about after that? The um, oh, what was he saying? Oh, he said that this is a song that, that I directly, <laughs> personally translated from French to, to English, and he's probably he talks back to the mic. That's also a lie," <laughs> so, I mean, he says. So he was definitely in a really good mood last night, and it was the first time I heard "A Dream So Real" live, and I think I've only listened to the MP3 of it like once or twice. Uh, I was impressed. I liked it. It was a, a nice change of pace, and I thought it had a pretty cool feel to it. But you know, definitely, like you said, unexpected. I mean, well, th- this of perspective. Let me ask the
0: Almighty Jake: uh, If the set would included "Fool to Think," uh, would your opinion change? <laughs>
2: Yes, but that's... <laughs> that, that would have pretty much killed it for me. But that's okay. <laughs> that would have been the death meal. But uh, let me ask you guys a question. On the uh, on the anyone seeing the bridge part when I guess like half the crew walked on stage. What were you guys thinking when you saw these guys start marching out there?
1: Let's let's start before so much because that's right. when it, the, the plan started, um, or we think the plan started. It could
0: have been anything, Ooh, but yeah. right. but there was uh, a good seven minutes yeah. long time. The band was just all talking to each other and laughing and having a blast and Rashawn's over by Leroy just laughing laughing and then he ends up coming over in front of the, the set and they're all practicing something or doing something it sounded like they were looking like they were singing they and was, timing they something. they were singing and timing something out so, so nobody knew what they were doing but so we had that leading into it but Boyd was the
1: only one not involved in that as yeah. far as I mean who knows if you heard it over their monitor but in terms of physical location, Boyd was off on his side of the station. Everybody else seemed like they were kind of, you know, in on whatever was going on. Right, right. So they played so much, and uh, they paused at the end of, you know, open up my head and look out, little baby, and then they just paused. Lights nobody, on,
0: nobody's nobody moving. Everyone is just standing like a stone. No one's doing anything. The white lights. It was quite a long one, I would say. Compared. I would say two-minute break, at least. Yeah, it was and pretty long. They one turned around
1: and started talking to Carter, and once again was going into the almost trying to set the rhythm or whatever they yeah, were yeah. doing. And they had this kind of little, you know, how they're doing the bridge now when they just played all by itself. They, they've kind of got some kind of a staccato intro yeah. with Carter. They did something weird. Not- changed it up. Yeah. yeah, they changed it up a little bit, then they, they broke into it. And at that then point... it went into the jam. Yeah, yeah. at that point where Sean's laughing, everyone's laughing, so we're like, so funny. All of a sudden... On either side, I saw one guy coming,
0: and I thought there was, a, there was an issue or somebody was changing something or... Uh, I didn't know what was going on, and um, at first I thought something wrong, right? I'm like, don't let this happen again. This happened at Charlottesville. This right. happened in Denver. Something bad happens. The band's on a high, and some- and somebody ruins it for everybody. And I was like, don't let this happen again. What's going on? And then, and then it just kept building. More and more people kept coming on the stage. Some guy comes out with a fire extinguisher <laughs> and is walking across the stage. Some guy's got a T-shirt. Some guy's... <laughs> I don't know, they're all over the place. And then I'm thinking they're playing through the encore and because they were acting like they were checking stuff, you know, they're like touching the mics, they're like, you know, just pretending I didn't know what was going on. And, and it you know, they're just wandering around. less lasted a little while and they walk off and then, like, after everyone's like off the stage, Lawler, you know, the guy that's the guest with the band sometimes on guitar, just it, walking the stage by himself strolling back and forth no hurry whatsoever yeah, walking around <laughs> Stefan like complete circle like and the, the band is not paying any attention and um, I don't know if I noticed Boyd or not maybe I noticed Boyd and he kind of freaked out maybe that's why I got freaked out um, and thought there was something wrong but um,
1: pretty insane and the band just kept playing can you hear me the jam was still all great. So we didn't really find out what it was all about until the road pay, the road crew put up their um, the summer little blurb at the end of the show on, on DaveMatthewsBand.com. And, yep. And then it said, I guess they were all breaking Boyd's balls about it. So. Yeah, it was a
0: practical joke uh, <laughs> the band had, uh, just for, for no reason other than to have fun. Uh, and Boyd was the only person that didn't know
1: that it was going to happen, apparently. And I guess that's really uh, the name of the game for last night. I mean, just as talking as Dave was and just the band joking around I mean, when's the last time you saw them do something impromptu non-music related just I know, to have the crew do a chinese fire drill out there on the stage i mean it just you know they don't do that kind of stuff so it was it was really a, a unique thing very unique
2: that just tells you the mood of the band not only for that show but this entire tour i mean i just i still cannot get over how great the show's been in 2008, I, I think, you know, and everyone's going to scream and yell at me on the boards like they always do, but I think this is the best tour since 2000, hands down already. And we're only about 14, 15 shows into it or something like that, not even. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just i just blown away by this entire tour so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I would say that the two-night stand at Saratoga is a lot better than last year because last year we got one show for the first time in seven years. So it's always good to get two because, you know, if you feel like the first night was off like some people did, they always have a chance to come back and redeem themselves in their eyes, you know, like, you know, come back with just a set, because you know you're not going to get the majority of the set's going to be stuff that you didn't hear the night before, and uh, just, well, how many repeats? Cornbread? Yeah. Um, is that it? Uh, Hee was a repeat, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that every night, I love that song. So the tour,
0: we got a lot to look forward to, I can't wait till Florida, we got that, yeah. everyone's coming out for that, and we're looking to look forward to that, and uh, and,
2: you know, you guys got a shotgun last night, too. I mean, unbelievable. They got shotgun on you, as if they didn't do enough that
1: <laughs> show. Yeah. Well, they had a run there where it was, uh, let's see, you started out. I mean, Don't Drink One Sweet, uh, Gray Street, Dreaming Tree, 41. Awesome rhyme and reason, because Tim just adds so much. Then Shotgun, Ants Marching, A Dream So Real, 40, and Cornbread. Ooh, what's, what's what's the flaw in the diamond?
0: Okay, if you had to pick, like, the the, the, the weak chain, you know, the weak link in the chain.
1: What is it? Personally for me. Well I
0: know it would if we, it's Jimmy for you. No, no
1: no no the whole you mean the whole set or like that run? The whole set. Oh the whole set? Yeah, it's absolutely Jimmy thing. Just for me
3: though. For you, yeah.
1: <laughs> for me, I don't know. Jeez. I, I could I, do I could do without one sweet one just because I know it's a huge fan favorite. Um I've seen it a bunch of times. It's uh I like that spot for it number two after. Yeah, that, that yeah. I
0: don't know I, I, I have maybe I'll have after coming down from the high
1: of the show like everybody else I'll have some more, a better opinion but I don't know it's great it was cool to see the reprise come out you kind of called that too for the encore I didn't think they were going to be finishing this on but um, they brought something back that they were taking around well, that was last year when they were doing that a lot right yeah so damn lucky had a great ending I mean they really jammed that out too that was, uh, that was a good uh, good to see because I was happy to be Gravedigger two nights ago and I wanted to hear the other Some Devil song they've been playing. So, so what
2: else, Absolutely Jake? Absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm still jealous. I'm just I'm pissed off a little bit. So. Uh, let me, okay, I'm back now. No problem. <laughs> okay, we're good. Uh, uh, also, I, I was wondering if you guys uh, had a chance to find out any uh, maybe some uh, information about the uh, album or the alleged album that's uh, sp- supposedly going to be coming out a little later on this year.
0: Uh, it's funny that you asked. No, no, we did. We were lucky enough to get a chance to talk to Dave uh, before the show, and he opened up and gave us uh, some exciting information about the album, talked about some of the process uh, that they were going through uh, and recording the song, sitting in a circle with everybody and just finding some jams and just finding a jam, finding a little and that they all loved, and then just recording that and holding those and then just narrowing it down to just a group of like 15 that they that they loved and uh, they worked on, and that Dave is now uh, working on lyrics. And I don't know, we, we got we got some good information. We're hoping to uh, once we come again come down from this high from the show, uh, put it all together and give you guys uh, some insight. We also uh, got some insight about some
1: some other stuff too. Yeah, um, I, I had happened to have my before this got a streets full with me, and uh, was talking to Dave about that. And he, uh, you know, he kind of, oh, vinyl, you know, kind of caught his eye. And I mentioned that I had heard that, you know, they were looking at the possibility of re-releasing some of their old stuff on vinyl. And he, you know, right along with that, he'd heard the same thing too, obviously. And sounds like that's really going to happen. Um, I heard as early as the end of this year, but I would not I would not be surprised if that slipped into 09. Um, but he also was saying something about, you know, in his, you know, going with the good mood he was in, he was talking about... Uh, Possibly re- releasing an old dub record, uh, yeah, region, and, um, taking him out, so he yeah, it taking, taking him out. <laughs> re- remixing some of their old stuff and putting it on vinyl. But uh, and that the new album, yeah, he acknowledged that it's a it's a becoming newly popular, and uh, that the new album will most likely be simultaneously released on vinyl as uh, well as the other formats. That's the way so. it's going. Yeah. Well, he, what did he he made a good quote there of in the in the. Um, the way the age is going, if everything else goes to shit, the, oh, yeah, the digital age. You don't want everything digital. If something goes to shit, you lose everything. Yeah. It's like Kevin on record, so it's always you know analog will always prevail, kind <laughs> of thing. Is, is was his moral of that comment that he made, which was me. Nice. So um, very
2: true. <laughs> it
1: was really good. At, I mean, the funny thing is, we we were just talking to him and. We didn't really prod him for any, no, any information, news. and all of a sudden, I mean, he just started he going. Very open. Came right out about the album. He said we're really excited about it. we This stuff. He said they started out with what something like seventy, yeah, seventy little jams, you know, jams or riffs. My first thought when he said that, I want to hear all seventy. <laughs> I'm like, what? don't narrow it down. <laughs> Let me get them all. I want
0: to hear them all. If you this. could be
1: a fly on any wall in the world, would it be the, the studio that that band is in? Yeah, for that moment, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's. It has to be something incredible just to experience that. I envy anybody who gets in there and gets to experience the creative process that they go through. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's funny. He didn't mention any of the songs like Shotgun and No, Cornbread. he said All New Material. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I'd read too much into that. Yeah. I would think if anything's a lot for the new album, it's, you know, you know Cornbread and, and maybe 27 and Shotgun. Um, I'd hate to see some of those songs go without a studio version. But you know at this point we're, we're really not sure he didn't he didn't say you know new material plus the songs we've been playing so true you don't know I mean they, they might have been on such a creative blast um, with their you know their latest shins that they might just lay it down and then save them the the ones they've already even later which would be fine as long as they don't suffer the same fate as the 2004 songs like Sugar will and and, and uh, crazy easy and, and things like that Joyride
2: Right. I, if Shotgun doesn't make it I, I would just be surprised I really would I, that's the one song that I just can't see them leaving off the album because I just, I just think, think that's got so much studio potential to do a lot of things to it a lot of layering but you, you know if they got 15 new songs maybe they have 15 new songs Stranger Things Have Happened
1: yeah, and I'm not I mean everyone says well what do you think maybe a double album this time whenever someone hears a material they naturally think about that but I mean if double albums really been that successful in, in uh in the in the music industry, I mean, they can be great. Like Smashing Pumpkins, uh, the metally double disc was great, but yeah. both commercially and it's it just. Seems I think it's more likely in the
0: music industry these days to separate them and make them two separate releases, even if they're real close.
3: Like Radiohead did that. Right, they you're had,
1: right. had one session where they wrote. The music that comprise Kid A and MBC. Yep, and they the released music. them, what, like, nine months apart, six months apart, something yep. like that? That's the nature.
0: And I and I almost thought they were going to do that after stand-up because, you know, there was that right. part one or, or whatever. It wasn't, you know, oh, does that mean part two is coming? You know, right. it was, no. But I think that's more the nature, but, I, you know, no no sense that that's what this one's going to be or anything. But it would be, be nice to just get more uh, material. And I said, I told them that the community goes insane when we get this new material, mm. like, what, uh, Ehe, when we did Out of the blue, just get a music video yeah, and cool. the download, the community was insane. So, hopefully, we'll see even more
1: more stuff like that. Uh, one thing I want to mention about, and I'm sure it's been going on at shows other than SPAC the whole tour, but I really like the screen pulled down in the front to start the show. And then <clears throat> it was similar both nights um, at SPAC where they opened night one with Bartender and night two with Don't Drink. And they, for both songs, they usually do that whole kind of. Uh, you know, they, they've got the ambient noise going, and they're just kind of holding out, giving, building the atmosphere up um, behind that screen, and then finally the the lights drop, and then they pull that screen up, and the band starts. I think it's a really cool way to start a show, and speaking of e, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing that, that song open in the same manner, you know, build up the ambiance and, and break into it. So, um, I don't know, it's just my personal prediction. I wouldn't be surprised to see that thing open a show, and it's it sounded pretty popular, right? I mean... It wasn't i would say it's it was one of the bottom half songs in terms of getting the crowd into it but i saw a lot of people who didn't know what it was or, or weren't that familiar but then who got into it by the end of the song so i think you're gonna see that build up a little more popularity as the tour goes on
2: hey i think so too i think it's one of their better songs and, and you know i was kind of surprised that they scrapped it earlier on uh in the tour i'm going to see it's back and hopefully they'll, they'll continue playing on through
1: so what else we got going on, Jake? Well, talking about our songs,
0: uh, something about having a vote. Uh, we think we're, we're thinking of, we're thinking about doing some kind of voting thing for just to see what everyone's thoughts are.
2: Yeah, that's something that we we were talking about uh, earlier this year, and, and we're gonna put a uh, thread up probably today. Uh, you know, bear with me. I go shopping when I get done with this, so eventually <laughs> I'll get it up there. Where basically what I, what we're looking for is individual songs from individual shows. If you heard a song, you downloaded something, you think, oh, wow, this rhyme and reason from 531 is freaking phenomenal. That's something we want to know. We kind of want to get a little list of songs and see what everybody thinks. Because, you know, there is a tour sample coming up at the end of the tour. So, you know, you never know. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe if we can get a bunch of songs in there that we, the fans, really like to hear, wouldn't it be great to hear like a soundboard version of that or hear like number 40 from last night or you know something else so that's something that uh, we're gonna put up there hopefully today and just have uh, people list their individual songs for shows I don't want you to put up you know 6608 is the greatest show ever that should release the whole thing just individual songs I think that'd be really cool and you know, maybe after that we'll you know kinda of pot it down a little bit and maybe get into some voting and see what you know, we the community think is like the best couple performances from this past tour
0: it's crazy to think that we're so early in the tour Yeah. yeah.
1: Music.
2: Well, I figured we're, we're already SPAC, and SPAC's the only show that really matters. You know, the
1: now you're really going to bring out the boo birds against your article. <laughs>
2: oh, God mighty. It's not going to end. You know? And I'm tired of everybody going, you know, this show would be great if it just didn't have I Did It in it, or this show would be fine except for this song. You know what? It's, this, this show was freaking phenomenal. What's the two albums Everybody Bitches about? Every Day and Stand Up. How many everyday songs were last night? Zero. How many stand up songs? Zero. They didn't even play stupid Where Are You Going? I mean, there was not <laughs> a piss break, just like you guys said. That's unbelievable. I, I, I still it boggles my mind that people are, are not giving the show the credit that it deserves.
3: I, just, I had a crowbar
1: I had a crowbar my piss break in during Jimmy thing. That's I mean <laughs> And and the thing is I, I turned to Joe, I said, Yeah, I really go, but <laughs> I can't I can't leave you know, even like Lion Our Graves. Great tune. Um I've seen it a few times. It's a longer song. It's it's something that you know, for me, I can I could take it or leave it on some nights, but the Tim's up there and they're playing with the energy. I said I can't do it. I can't leave there the song. Every song is new. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you have Tim up there, you know what to expect. Exactly. So it's kind of hard to leave. Every song is new this year because we got Tim, so um, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, so um, it's amazing. Really, really makes me excited for the West Beach shows. Because what we got going on, and Jake's been done an amazing job organizing this. Jake, tell us if you can give us another you know ten thousand foot overview. What what the hell we got going on there?
2: So we're gonna have two nights uh, after after both shows. We're having a little party up the PGA National, which is uh, about ten miles or so off the road up the turnpike from the venue. Um, going to be there from you know basically after the show till about you know two two thirty whatever they, whenever they kick us out. Uh, we're actually gonna have somebody performing there live. Also, he does a bunch of covers, the Beatles, Van Morrison, Howie Day. Uh, A band called Dave Matthews Band, also. (laughs) Anyway. So he's going to be up there. You know, he's going to sing some songs. We're going to have some stuff to give away. We're going to have some food for people. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, get to meet all these people with their crazy uh, usernames that you can't even pronounce and find out what their real names are and such. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope that everybody that's going to be at the shows can actually meet out there, even for just a little bit. Just stop by and say hi. Joe M will be there signing autographs, posing for pictures. Very, very minimal, minimal fee for that for Joe. That'll probably do it for free, but Joe, Joe's gonna well, make a little. We did
1: have a. I think, I think I heard a Joe M chant going on at Saratoga last night. I don't know. I mean, it was tough to hear, but between last stop and and uh,
2: Joe and,
1: M, Joe Well, let me. Speaking of chants in Saratoga, and anybody in, who's from Central New York who has been to Saratoga knows what I'm talking about. I want a personal thank you out to the band for playing two step relatively early two nights ago, because that eliminates <laughs> the infamous two step chance that Saratoga's famous for. Can't stand it. It, it's amazing how many people we talked to that said they hate that. Yeah. It was,
0: well, it doesn't think, amaze me. I'm right there with them. <laughs> but it, it, typically, that's, that's kind of it's become
1: the consensus, I guess. That, uh, well, I, know, I think the majority of fans, for whatever reason, Two-Step is such a new song, I think. Um,
2: it's true. It really is. And that's just uh, just synonymous with that, that venue and that site. It's unbelievable. Well, it
1: started, what year was it? Was it two that they were going to close with every of Saratoga? And, I, think, uh, I
2: think you are correct with too, I believe. I
1: think that's the, that's the year Dave really starting to tease Nancy again. He was playing his, and he played a solo that night in the encore, I think. And uh, Joe's gonna look it up on his uh, no, not. No he's not. He just he pulled the head fake. <laughs> and uh, Wow <laughs> And anyway, I think uh, the wop pedal out, so they were gonna um, close it every day. And the, the crowd had been chanting for two step all night long between every single song. And uh, finally it looks like they've swapped it up. And uh, and they pulled it out. So let's see. Uh, just taking a quick look here. Uh, yeah. Any, I mean, what would just, you rather hear?
2: Two-step or everyday? Come
1: on. Yeah, uh, no yeah T's and the two-step. Yeah, exactly. So that was July 29th, it That was night two of the – that was actually a real good show. Um, and the encore was uh, Dave Solo, Nancy's, um, then the everyday T's, and they finally wore the two-step. So, yeah, it was uh, – let's see. Yeah, yeah. Basically, and if you look at the notes on uh, in Tour Central, and we'll link to that in our podcast notes on the site, um, it explains how they originally set up for every day, and uh, that they swapped it over to two-step.
0: Well, not to go back to the shows, but that just reminded me. Um, um, on on last night's show, there was a time when I was pretty sure it's Tim's guitar came out with a separate guitar. Um, right after Lying Our Graves, before the reprise, he was coming out with a new guitar, and Dave went over to Tim and started talking to him, and the guitar tech just stopped in his tracks behind the stage. Um, they started talking, and apparently discussed to go into Jimmy thing. So something else was in the works with a different guitar for Tim uh, between Lying Our Graves and, uh, and, and was a Jimmy. So I haven't seen the set yet, or if that's been discussed, but uh, something else... Potentially, was on the set list for, for that period. Was thinking, so,
2: yeah, This is probably MacCat. If
1: anybody has a set from last night, we'd be interested to see it. For sure. yeah. And, you know, if it'd be interesting to see also if they actually planned the progression of the songs last night. I mean, what would be even cooler is they were in a very seemingly improvisational mood last night where they were just kind of going off the cuff and doing whatever. So it really wouldn't surprise me to see a, a, set, a set list that was actually pretty different than what was played. I mean, you don't yep. know. I mean, they, they could have, you know, I'm sure Shotgun was on there because they were sound checking that for a couple nights. But I think you see that with a lot of the great shows, that they yeah. weren't planned as a great show. They just ended
0: up becoming a great show. Exactly but, my point. Yeah. So.
2: Which comes back to my theory about when they kind of do these DVDs and such like that, you can't plan a great show. Great shows just happen. They really expect Night 2 expect to be this humbly classic show and what I think is the best show in at least eight years, no. Right. But that's the way it happens
1: probably would have recorded it, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, they do have, I mean, for the video screens, they have cameras all over the place. Yeah. I mean, they practically they could put together, I think, a, a DVD release. It's just, you know, you wouldn't have the sweep cameras going from right to left and, and things like that, but, I mean, in actuality, you're, you're still getting good shots off the cameras in-house, and you know ultimately you're listening to the music and now with Blu-ray and everything like that you get some high def audio hey we're well, not just an iTunes video but, you know, right I mean, exactly you don't have to high production value uh, you yeah. can put it together and uh you know combat some of the bootleg videos that are out there great off season filler when people just need something yeah, absolutely it, you know just to... not everything has to have the spit and polish that, that some of the most of the religious have so. no we will probably pick that oh doubt that's our job So <laughs> <laughs> we do come on <laughs> but, so uh you have, you have any a uh, couple other things to talk about? I know you mentioned that you wanted to bring a
2: couple things up. Uh, the other thing I just want to mention was the um, about the, the live tracks that's coming out um, soon, I think. The next one coming out, which is going to be I, someone's going to correct me on this. I think it's five five ninety five. Uh, show from uh, that that little co headlining tour DMB did with uh, Pet Todd back in ninety five. Of course, it's just the, the DMB set, but a great little show with number 40 in there you know the older version of number 40 but a full version just like they did uh, on the 21st there at SPAC great little show number 36 in there also and uh, Song That Jane Likes which uh, I think we're going to be playing at the end of this podcast to give you an idea of what exactly it sounds like I I think this is going to be the show that you're going to get the closest live release from that old school number forty, I don't. They're not going to release the Yoshi show, so you can just forget about that. It's not going to happen. Dave was sick that night, you know. It, it, the recording's not that great. That they have anyway, because it was just a little radio show. The only way they would ever release that show is if they actually literally sat down in a studio and read the show. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. So, as far as getting a great old school show, this show that they're releasing now, the 5595 show, is just going to be phenomenal. I think people are really going to like it.
1: Well, what seems to be cool is also um, with that show that it's one of those older ones that are out there that doesn't really have a, a good or any recording of uh, the show out there in circulation.
2: Yeah, this is the time when, uh, when the band had stopped allowing uh, soundboard feeds. And the, the taping community was not nearly what it is uh, today. You know, people weren't bringing these, these really great rigs and getting great sound. You know, people were still used to bringing just a little tape recorder and plugging in the soundboard. And slowly, word was getting through that that wasn't allowed. So, you know, the only fan recordings of the show is just sitting there with like a little tiny, you know, deck or something like that, recording it. You get a lot of crowd noise in it. So it's great to hear these, these shows, especially from 95. A soundboard is just is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we're excited, and it kind of uh, generates a little more buzz for the release. Since uh, they finally broke out 40 last night, it kind of gives uh, a little extra insight into why you might want to pick up this version of live tracks.
2: Yes, and it's a nice little number 42. It's not the EOC's version, I know. Everybody loves it, but it's a nice number 42. The lyrics have been floating around on the uh, on the message board, so if you want to just read exactly what what it was you can check it out on there i think there's a, a fan recording of it but it's not the greatest quality in the world but it is a nice little show 95 is a very underrated tour there's a lot of really really good shows that year
1: well that was their first year they're really 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 in full swing from their popularity
2: yeah th- yeah that was really their their full you know kind of like big stadium tour they started off the year actually co-headlining with big big head todd and the monsters who just released i think Resignation Superman was their single at the time that was probably going at the same time that what was it? Probably maybe Satellite was going for uh, DMB, or maybe it was still what would you say? Yeah. But as the tour went on, even though they were co headlining, it was very apparent that, that DMB was. Was the band that people were really going to see? Nothing against Big Head Todd. I mean, Big Head Todd's actually a pretty good band, but it just—it ended up at the end of the tour where Big Head Todd was opening for every show, as opposed to co-headlining, and DMB was getting the longer than two sets. Right. Just you know, it just speaks to the popularity that was happening at that time.
1: So, uh, this track that that we have from Live Tracks Twelve, song that Jane likes. What do you think about it in comparison to the other Live Tracks production value wise?
2: I'll tell you what, I, I was very shocked by the mix, because this mix, I think, is phenomenal. I, it's the best song that Jane likes I ever heard, I, I'm a big fan of the song, but just the mix of it, I thought, was, was just outstanding. I was very, very likes. impressed by that.
1: Yeah. It's the song that Jake likes, also. <laughs> yes, the song that Jake likes,
2: as <laughs> opposed to the song that Jake hates, which we will not mention. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, well, uh, Joe, you got anything else to add? Well, the song that Jane likes, uh, the, the we, last time we heard it was... Uh, Nine fourteen oh seven, which happens to be a West
1: Stop palm because I was West Palm Beach show, <laughs> oh, ironically. Really? Well, look at that! It's a, it's a small world, the DMB, uh, <laughs> community here. Oh, so, um, I don't so, have anything else. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Joe's about to hit the road and head. Uh, Head back to his hotel. And we'll head back to Boston. In Boston for the
0: summer. So, uh, so hopefully be at the Mansell Show. We'll run into some ants out there, get together in the parking lot,
1: something like that. And you ants are Boston ladies who need uh, John for the night. He is for hire.
3: <clears throat> he oh, my
1: God. Uh, Rico Suave and his five friends. You're editing that part out, right? No, that's staying in there. <laughs> 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 but, uh, Jake, we really appreciate you um you giving us the pulse of the, of the uh, online community while we're at the show. Cool to not, see. not a problem. Yeah, it was, it was cool to hear how people, you know, looking at it from the outside in, you know, got the vibe from it. Really, it fired us up this what you were telling us, what was going on from the outside, so. And we'll be looking to you uh, and all the other ants to do the same when we're not able to go to all the, ex- all the rest of the shows for the rest of the summer. Definitely, though. so up ants live and send your pictures and texts and videos and stuff like that. And uh, by the end of the tour, we should have a pretty nice archive of uh, the sets and the pictures to go along with it to show off, so. Very cool, and... Um, Hey, Jake, do you have anything else?
2: No, I think that's going to do it. I, I hate you guys very much for that great show you saw. I'll probably get over it soon now, so that's okay. By the time you guys get the noise Palm, I'll be all right. Definitely. <laughs> and,
1: and we will uh, we will finish off this podcast with a uh, with a little uh, song that Jane likes from um, Live Tracks Volume 12, uh, May 5th, 1995. So I guess we'll see y'all later. Enjoy the song.
3: I got a sister, her name is Jane, and this is a song that Jane likes.
0: Listening to antsmarching.org podcast. Visit antsmarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, the setlist game, and so much more. Antsmarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.